and Sealing God's People at SealingGodsPeople.org with your host, Dennis Beard. On the 19th of January, 2019, we received a visitation from the Lord God Almighty, the Lord Jesus, after preaching in Messiah Tribal Church over in Kenya, Africa, actually in Kilgoris, Transamera, and which lasted about two hours. The bottom line being, the Lord said, Seal my people by my word. As the angel ascending from the east, heavenly seal of living God, so send I you. A very serious and profound word, literally stating that the time of the coming of the Lord definitely draws nigh. The Lord is preparing his people for the work of the ministry. And what is the work of the ministry? In Daniel 9, 27, uh, they're in the middle of the week. And he shall confirm the coming with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, the middle of the week, he'll cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease. Now, some will say that uh, confirming of the covenant will be a league uh, there with Israel, uh, with the Antichrist, and then he will turn and uh, work deceitfully against Israel, beginning of the seven-year tribulation. Uh, We do not hold to that. Uh, From Daniel 9.24 to Daniel 9.27, Uh, Jesus was cut off in the midst of the week, but not for himself. Uh, There uh, in Daniel 9.27, Jesus is given as a covenant to the people. In this light, uh, he will confirm the covenant with many for one week. That's a week of years. Uh, Not a showboa, but a heptad, which would be seven years. And in the midst of the week, he will cause a sacrifice and oblation to cease. Well, that's exactly what the Lord did on the cross. He took the ordinances of the law that were contrary to us, nailing it to his cross, thereby breaking down the middle wall of partition, making peace. There of the twain, making one new man. That's Christ Jesus the Lord. The second Adam made a quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians fifteen forty-five. Now, what does this mean for us? The work of the ministry. Literally confirming that covenant with many for one week, there remains then another three and a half year testimony of Jesus. 42 month time, times and a half, 1,203 score days to fulfill that week. Now, all things are complete in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are complete in him and have need of nothing else. Howbeit, the body of Christ has yet to experience all that Jesus prayed for our Lord and not only justification, and that's sanctification, and our ultimate glorification, our vile bodies being fashioned like in his glorious body, whereby he's able to subdue all things unto himself. And then at the end cometh the end, when he, the Son of Man, and the whole kingdom of God, as in Daniel seven thirteen and 1 Corinthians 15, then cometh the end when he will deliver up the kingdom to God, the kingdom to God, even the Father, that he may be all through all and in us all. So there's a work to bring many sons unto glory. This is the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, that we are, as a body of Christ, to be pressing into, that pressing into, that mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. No one's going to give it to you. No one's going to just hand it over without being counted worthy of this kingdom. We find in 2 Thessalonians, 
the first chapter that this faith grows exceedingly. The charity of every one of you aboundeth one toward another. Paul said, we're bound to thank God for you and all your tribulations and persecutions that you endure, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that you might be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you also suffer, seeing it is a righteous thing with God to render tribulation to them that have troubled you. This time of the work of the ministry that God is preparing, sealing his people, which is an essential part of that. And what is that sealing? Well, we see in Daniel 7, there's four winds and the four spirits of heaven. We find the four uh, winds there also in Revelation 7. That, uh, that is about the hurt, the land, the sea, and the trees. As we pick it up in Revelation 7, he says, And after these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. Now this is exactly what the Lord quoted to me in Kenya. Africa, on the 19th of January, 2019, and not for any of our righteousness or our holiness, but simply as a servant to the body of Christ that the time is at hand. And we see here that before this great tribulation, before the land, the sea, and the trees are hurt, there's an angel ascending from the east, and that east, RMD, and the Word of God, a Greek comatria in Bible numerics of 144. And we see here, he crowd with a loud voice to the four angels of, uh, that were about to hurt the land, sea, and trees, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea nor the trees, until we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. Now, why the sealing? And what is that sealing? And are there other sealings uh, that end the particular growth of the body of Christ? We find in 1 John 2, 12-14, that he speaks of little children. Not writing you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. And you have known the Father. Now, that's two criteria. Number one, your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. That is born of the water and the spirit, Acts 2, 38. And you've known the Father, that you know that Jesus is the Father, the Lord of glory. He is the Christ. And he that uh, acknowledge that Jesus is the Christ, acknowledges the Son, also has the Father. He already has the Father, 1 John 2, 22. Why? Because the Son is the Father revealed. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that has denied both the Father and the Son. Two different offices of one Spirit. Why? Well, because Christ is the Father. That's a mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. In Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9, through the full acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And we find in Colossians 2, 9, in him, 
that is in Christ, there dwelleth in him all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, only one body. Now, Christ is that spirit, and the Lord Jesus is that spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.17. So, God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. We need to take a look at the face. But we have this treasure that in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We all with open face, we're back to that face again. For God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. And now we as the body of Christ as an open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed. Now there's a change, a progressive, a progressive glory a glorification of the body of Christ as the seasons in God uh, transpires. We start in, in Passover. The season of Passover has three feasts in it. The Feast of Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and the Feast of First Fruits. The second season, the Feast of Weeks, has one Feast of the Lord in it, and that is the Feast of Weeks, that season of Pentecost. Then the third season, Tabernacles, has three feasts in it. That is the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles. There we have gone from the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. He is our Passover lamb. He was buried, and that is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. No leaven in him at all. Declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit by the resurrection from the dead. And... Then, first fruits, he's the first begotten from the dead that he would have preeminence in all things. Then we go through the fourth feast, which is in the second season, which is Pentecost. And you shall number seven Shebas, seven weeks, and on the morrow, seven times seven, 49, and on the morrow, 50. And uh, then there will be two wave sheaves wave before the Lord, Leviticus 23. And we find this as a shadow of things to come, uh, which we find in the book of Acts, the second chapter, when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Not a day late, not a day early, but right on time. Then there suddenly there came a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. Now that happened some 2,000 years ago on the day of Pentecost. Now we're in a different season. We're not in a Pentecostal season anymore. We're in the tabernacle season. We're going from Pentecostals to tabernaclist, to those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. It is essential. It is necessary that we hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches, that we might be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which we also suffer. Now, not the kingdom in that Christ in you, the hope of glory, but going from the age of grace, the dispensation of grace, until the dispensation of the kingdom, the kingdom age, where Christ will reign upon the throne of David for 1,000 years, fulfilling Psalm 132.11, for the Lord hath sworn in truth unto David and will not turn from it, that of the fruit of thy body will I, God Almighty, set upon thy throne, David. And he will reign and rule 1,000 years, and there'll be uh, one name, and that day, Zechariah 14, 
over all the earth and his name one. That name is Jesus. But we in the body of Christ are pressing toward the mark for that high calling, that high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That high calling of God in Christ Jesus were called as a priesthood, a holy priesthood. That is a king priesthood where we will be called as kings and priests and we will reign in the earth with the Lord a thousand years. That's the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There in the final consummation of this age of grace, there will be this gospel of the kingdom being preached unto all the world for a witness unto all nations and then the end will come. There will be a great sign and wonders for these fellows in Zechariah 3 are called as men of wonders. These wonders are a revealing of Jesus Christ in and through the body of Christ before his final consummation and coming in all things in the second advent when the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the, of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then when we, we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort you one another with these words. And we certainly know that that time is coming and is at hand. But there are many things that have to happen in Acts 3, 20 and 21. So the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution of all things. So we know that Jesus will remain in heaven until the restitution or restoration of all things. Now, the things are the things of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This things, Jesus said, I have many things to tell your disciples as he was on the road to Jerusalem. I have many things to tell your disciples, and I had walked with Jesus for three and a half years. But you're not able to bear them now. But when the comfort of the Holy Ghost has come, he'll speak of me, for all that the Father has given is given unto me, and he will show you things that will come to pass. Paul put it this way, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. But it is revealed by the Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Now, to get the deep things of God, we have to be likened to a wise man where we dig deep and founded a rock and built our house upon that rock. That rock is the foundation of the church given to Peter in Matthew 16. And who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Jesus asked his disciples. Some say, you're John the Baptist. Isaiah, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. Then Jesus said, but who do you say I am? Peter saying, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. That Christ, uh, that should come into the world, the Hamashiach. His name revealed Jesus, Yeshua, the son of the living God. At that point, Jesus says, Simon Barjona calls him by his earthly name. Simon, to hear and to understand, Barjona. Uh, that bar is Chaldean for son. Flesh and blood have not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Thou art Peter. Now he changes his name. The name means the essence. 
what is to be revealed in that man, in that name, and the intrinsic value of that name. Thou art Peter, a piece of the rock. And upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatsoever you shall bound upon earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall loose upon earth shall be loosed in heaven. The keys of the kingdom are not given to a man. It's the revelation that was given to the man. The rock, that is the key. And that is the key of David in the revelation that we see in the key of David uh, to the church at Philadelphia. That key of David is Jesus Christ has come in the flesh and he is still saving the Gentiles as well as Jews that will hear for the time to come and be saved, being born again, repentant, baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and receiving the Holy Ghost, born of the water and the Spirit, and then going on to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That is, Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, not has come, but is come. And hereby we try the spirits of God the spirits to see whether they are of God. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Now, why did John tell us that in 1 John 4, 1 through 4? He said, because there are many false prophets that have entered into the world. Many that have gone after their own pernicious ways, doctrines of devils and seducing spirits. And he said, hereby try ye the spirits to see whether they are of God. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. His come is a present imperfect tense. Means it has not been perfected yet. It is still in action and still happening. Not has come that is that Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, came in flesh, died and rose again, went back to where he was before. It speaks of the current present, uh, still happening in a present imperfect tense that Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, Christ, is still coming in the flesh. And anyone that confesses that is of God. Anyone that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God and is that spirit of Antichrist. Well, what is that spirit of Antichrist? 1 John 2.22, any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is not come in the flesh, is not of God. Well, in 1 John 2, 22, we see that. Whosoever does not believe that Jesus is the Christ, is an antichrist, is the Christ. Whosoever believeth that Jesus uh, is the Christ is born of God. We find that in 1 John 5, verse 1, that Whosoever is born of God, believeth that Jesus is the Christ. He's born of God. So revelation is very important that we know who Christ is. 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11 tells us that the Spirit of Christ is what dwelled in the Old Testament prophets. And they prophesied by that Spirit of Christ. Christ is that Spirit, first and foremost, which is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. Which is the Word of God which is that Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, which is the Father of glory, which is the El Shaddai, the Elohim. Christ is God. And uh, that 
who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Father, that he is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. Who is a liar, but he that, that denieth that Jesus is the Word of God, that he is Christ, that whosoever believes that Jesus Christ is just a second person of the Godhead has denied the Father. Who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He's Antichrist. This is a very important profound statement made by John in 1 John 2.22 and especially in the sealing because the sealing has to do with the revelation of Christ who is that rock because that is the sealing he is the word of God he is the father of glory he is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty the son of God is the father revealed so when we say seal the people of God, the servants of a God in their forehead, the first and foremost revelation is that Jesus is the Christ. That is first and foremost. Well, some say, well, I believe he's the second person of the Godhead. Well, then we've denied Christ. We have to confess that he is the Father of glory because Christ is God in all offices of the Spirit. He is the Father. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. He is the Tetragrammaton, the Yohad Waha. He is the Aloft to the Tav. He is the Alpha to the Omega, the beginning and the ending, which He is, was, and is to come, the Almighty, Revelation 1 8. Christ is that God. He is that Spirit. So the sealing cannot happen to any person, even though they believe the gospel that's been taught to them but has been in error for so, so many years, hundreds of years, in a doctrine of the Trinity, because he is not a triune God. He is one God. There is only one God. And somebody said, well, there's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. That man Christ Jesus, you need to take a good look at who that man is. He is God, always has been God. Before Abraham was, I am. In Colossians 1, 16 and 17, he created all things, whether it be principalities, powers, thrones, things visible, invisible. All things were made by him, for him, and for his good pleasure. He is the Word. But the Word is the invisible spirit. But God sent that Word. And the Word was made flesh. That flesh was received as a seed of the woman, the only begotten God, the only begotten Son, the only God, the only begotten God, the monogamous theos, the monogamous yules, the only theos. <laughs> the only is the Yaqid, used uh, 12 times in the Word of God in the Old Testament, speaking of then only, the only begotten Son of God. The only begotten God. The only God. All is correct because his soul, solitary, unique in that the man Christ Jesus, first and foremost, is not a man that is filled with the Holy Ghost and uh, literally obtains that, 
But from the beginning, he is God, always has been God, and always will be God. Who then took upon himself the form of a servant after he made himself of no reputation to redeem us that were under the law? Now we're back to Philippians 2, 6 through 8. Jesus, who being in the form of God, spirit. He had, that's a morpha, that's an eternal state. So the sealing has to do with the revelation of Christ. A person cannot be sealed. A believer cannot be sealed without that revelation of who he is. For those that come to Jesus must believe, that come to God must believe that he is God and a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You see, unto us uh, a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The government shall rest upon his shoulder. Who is this? Who is this Isaiah 9, 5 man? His name shall be called Wonderful, only used of God, full of wonder. Counselor, the mighty God, not the mighty Son of God, for the mighty Son of God would mean that he is eternal. That's an eternal sonship that somehow the Father had a son in heaven. There is no son in heaven. There's no eternal son that would bode with the Father and the Father speaking to the Son in heaven. That's ludicrous. There's nowhere in the Word of God it said the Father spoke to the Son in heaven saying, go down and die for the sin of the world. Well, then there's a revelation there. And that revelation is the revealing of Jesus Christ and that in the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him. Somebody said, well, he gave it unto him. Yes, because God himself had to have a man to die for the sin of the world. By one man's disobedience, sin, uh, by one man's disobedience, that Adam, Adamic uh, sin that he did in disobedience brought sin upon the whole world. By one man's disobedience, uh, sin came to the world and death by sin. Now sin reigned by death. Now, by even so, by one man shall my servant make many righteous. Well, who is this servant? In Isaiah 43.10, it tells us who the servant is. Thus saith the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the invisible spirit. And my servant whom I have chosen. Well, certainly it sounds like there's two to the natural understanding, to the natural mind. But then God goes on and says in Isaiah 43.10, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. I am that servant. Before me, there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. God formed himself, a body of flesh and blood. And we find that in Isaiah 59, Isaiah 63, 5. God looked for a man and wondered because there was nothing to, to make intercession. Therefore, he said, my own arm brought salvation to me. My own arm but to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? Well, God's revealing it now to many, many thousands upon thousands, even millions of people all through Africa right now. There's a great move of God coming out of Trinity into one God. And they said, I've never heard it this way before. Well, how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they go except to be sent? We understand that. But the truth is the truth. And God's preparing his body now for those that have an ear to hear, for them to come out of Babylon coming to a deeper revelation of the Word of God so they can be sealed in Revelation 7. Now, what is that sealing? 
Well, it's the Lord Jesus Christ himself. It's not a seal that we do in a bodily, uh, earthly fashion. It's a seal of God. Seal the servants of our God in their forehead. Well, what kind of a seal is it? Well, there's an angel ascending from the east having the seal, not of us, but the seal of the living God. What is that seal? Well, it's Christ. The Christos, that's who the seal is. It's by the word of God. Seal my servants by my word. Christ is the word. Christ is the father. When you see in 1 John 2, 22, who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, that Christ is God Almighty, revealed. If they be revealed, he had to have a body of uh, flesh and blood. He did not take on him the nature of angels. He took on him the seed of Abraham. Well, who is this man? Well, you'll find in Hebrews 3 that tells us that uh, every house is built by some man. And Moses was faithful in all of his house. And uh, uh, there as uh, Moses was faithful in all of his house, but we see here about Jesus. He says, for this man, that's Hebrews 3, verse 3, take a look at this man. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses. Inasmuch as he who hath builded the house hath more honor than the house. Well, who builds this thing? Moses was faithful in all of his house, but who's building it? it? says this man's building it. He's building his own house. He has more honor than Moses because he's building, he has builded the house. Verse four, who built it? For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. So he's telling us here, Verse 6, but Christ as a son over his own house. This is the reason Jesus could say in John 2, destroy this temple in three days. I will raise it up. They said 46 years were they in building this temple and you're going to raise it up in three days. But Jesus spake of the temple of his body. No man can raise up his own body as Jesus did, except he be God. Well, then why did he pray to the Father if he is the Father? And that's where the revelation comes in. God himself made himself of no reputation, laid aside his glory, made void himself in a self-imposed limitation so he could become that man. He did that in Philippians 2, 6 through 8. Jesus, who being in that form of God, spirit, always has been, always will be, took upon him the form of a servant. But he still, he would still be working as spirit if he just added to himself a body of flesh and blood. But he's going to have to become an Adam after the fall. One of us. One of mankind. A kinsman redeemer. Well, God, being in the form of God, Jesus Christ, made himself of no reputation. That's the only way a self-imposed limitation upon him spirit that he will not work his spirit. It's going to be latent. It's not going to move his spirit. 
He's going to fulfill the law as a man. Why? Because by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, and death by sin. Therefore, by one man shall my servant make many righteous. As the offenses of one, so although so the free gift is of one. A man lost, and only a man can redeem us back. God looked for a man. He was amazed he could find none. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation unto himself. How did he do it? He made himself of no reputation. Philippians 2, 6. Took upon him the form of a servant. He didn't cease and desist from being God. He just put a self-imposed limitation upon himself. Made himself of no reputation. That's not the Son of God. That's God himself, the Spirit. Took upon himself the form of a servant. Made in the likeness of man. Now you've got the flesh and blood. God manifest in the flesh. 1 Timothy 3.16 And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Not the Son of God. God was manifest in the flesh. Justified in the Spirit. Seen of angels. Believed on in the world. Preached unto the Gentiles. Received up into glory. Who was? God himself. Emmanuel, God with us. Not God Jr. with us. So that sealing is important and is essential to be able to stand in the last days. And that seal is Christ. But it's only through the Word and believing the Word and the truth. You cannot be sanctified. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy Word is truth. There's only one way to be set apart for God's use and sanctified. Meet for the Master's use. A vessel unto honor. Conscience purged from dead works to serve the living God. There's only one way. And that is through the word of God. Sanctification through the truth. Thy word is truth. There is the word of God. So that revelation of Jesus Christ and being the Christ is essential for the sealing in Revelation 7 that he is doing now preparing his body. For the bride has made herself ready. We have to make ourselves ready. The midnight cry has already gone out. He said, At the midnight hour, behold, the bridegroom cometh. He's coming. He's at the door. He has, before he does, before this great tribulation, before the uh, land and the sea and the trees are hurt, that he's going to seal the servants of God in their foreheads. Why? Because we're not raptured out. He does that so we can stand, therefore, in the evil day. Standing, therefore, in the evil day, yes, having the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the loins girt about with the truth, the feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Then above all, taking the shield of faith, whereby you can quench all the fiery darts of Satan, and taking the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, and having done all to stand, Stand, therefore, in the evil day, the day of trouble. And that's the reason for the sealing. God is preparing his body now, sealing those that have an ear to hear, that are not at ease in Zion, that are not after after, uh, mammon and money and the things of this world, but are after him and seeking the Lord with all their heart, setting their affections on the things above and not on on the things beneath. And those things are the things of faith. And these things of faith 
that we have earnestly been contending for, the faith that was once delivered to the saints, is now being delivered to those that have an ear to hear. Behold the bridegroom cometh. There's going to be ten virgins, five wise, five foolish. All of them are in truth at that point. The only difference is the ones that go on and get more oil for their lamp, the truth of the word, will be able to the ones that go in with him. The ones that do not will be the five foolish virgins. And those will not have enough oil in their lamp, even though they trim their uh, wick, they go out, they light it, but it goes out. They don't have enough oil in their lamp, the truth of the word. Holy Ghost is the fire that lights it. That seal, that seal is Christ. That revelation of Christ is essential for you as well as me or anyone to receive uh, the seal of the living God in our foreheads, the mind of Christ. What is that seal? It's Christ. The revelation of Christ. Just as he gave it to Peter in Matthew 16. Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Confession made with your mouth. What is it? Who is it? Well, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Isaiah, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. Then Jesus looked at him and said to him, Who do you say I am? Peter, Simon Barjona, thou art the Christ. You are that God Almighty, the only one God that should come into the world and manifest yourself, the Messiah. The first proto-evangel of the Messiah, Genesis 3.15. You are that seed of the woman. You're the one that's going to bruise Satan's head, and he's going to bruise your heel. And somebody said, well, do we have to have the pure revelation? Yes. Yes, that's your seal. That is the seal. There's no other seal but that truth. And that truth of Christ when he said thou art the Christ <clears throat> the son of the living God you are God almighty the father of glory manifest in the flesh Jesus said you've seen me you've seen the father I and my father are one not in union not whom in a Greek but heis h-e-i-s we're one and the self same spirit the father's the invisible spirit I am that spirit revealed. I am the image of the invisible God. You're looking at him. It's what he told Philip. John 14. Lord, show us the Father, and that suffices us. That'll be sufficient. Jesus said, Have I been so long time with you, and hast thou not known me, Philip? How sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believe me that I'm in my Father, my Father in me. Or else believe me for the work's sake. What works? Well, he's healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, casting out devils, opening blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue, the lame walk, captive going free, and blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me. God manifests. The words that I speak are not mine. Well, then whose are they? The Father that dwelleth in me, houses permanently in me. Greek word katakeo. Houses permanently, permanently for every eternal world without end. In me, he's the one doing the works. So God took on a body of flesh and blood, made it under the law, and that's how he set 
his son into the world, Romans 8, 3. And what the law could not do, in that it was weak in the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. Then how did he send him? Galatians 4, verse 4 tells us, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. How? Well, the son has two, two attributes, two characteristics. Number one, he is the spirit of God, the only God almighty. Two, manifest in a body of flesh and blood. Well, the Cindy's son, he's got to have, number one, God himself, two, manifest in a body of flesh and blood. Not just part of the Godhead, of all God. God manifest, 1 Timothy 3.16. Well, that's exactly what he said. Galatians 4, verse 4, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. How? Made of a woman. The word, God himself, the spirit of God, all of it, not a third of it, not a half of it, all of it, everything God is, full of grace and truth. He is the spirit of truth. And made of a woman. Sent forth his son, made of a woman. That's the word made flesh. Now you've got the Son of God. Son of God is the Father revealed in a body of flesh and blood. Galatians 4 verse 4 tells you how God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made in under the law. For what reason? To redeem us that were under the law. Now that is that sealing that is essential for salvation in the last days. Without that revelation, it's an antichrist. And it's stated that in 1 John 2, 22. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, who is a liar but he that denieth that, that Jesus is the Christ? Denies it? Well, if we say the second person of the Godhead, we've denied that. Because we've denied that he is the Father. Because Christ is the Father who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He's denied the Father. Why? Because Christ is the Father. He's the invisible spirit. The Father's the invisible spirit. The Tetragrammaton, the Yodah, Yehovah, Lord God Almighty, the invisible spirit. That, but he's denied also the Son. Why? Because the Son is the Father revealed in his own body of flesh and blood. With that said, when you have the revelation of Christ, then that's the only true God in eternal life, which is only one. The greatest commandment of all. When the scribe came to Jesus and said, what is the first commandment of all? What is the dominant commandment? Mark 12, 29. Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is a compound trinity? No. A compound binitarian God? No. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Thou believest one God, thou doest well. And thou shalt serve the Lord with all thy heart, soul, and mind. The second is like it, love your neighbors yourself. For all this, saying all the law and the prophets. So we can study eschatology. We can study uh, doctrines of theology and doctrines of divinity and all. But if we do not have that revelation of Christ, it's an act of futility. 
It's a mistaken identity, which so many people in the nominal world has followed after and will hear the frightful words, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Why? Because we did not confess that Jesus is the Christ, that he is the Father of glory. In John 8, 13, they came to Jesus, the Pharisees, and said, Jesus, you better record yourself. Your record's not true. Jesus said, Jesus stated and said, no, I better record of myself. My record is true because I'm not alone. Well, they didn't see anybody standing with him. I'm one that bears witness of myself, record of myself, and my father that sent me, he beareth record of me. Now watch how he goes on. Jesus said, it's written in your law, the testimony of two men is true. I am one that beareth witness. Now he's talking about the testimony now. That testimony of Jesus, which we have, called the spirit of prophecy in Revelation 19.10. That's us, the body of Christ, if you have an ear to hear. But you've got to get out of false doctrine and into the true Christ. The true Christ is God revealed. Not the Son of God revealed, God revealed. Jesus stated there, it's written in your law, the testimony of two men is true. I am one that beareth witness, there's one witness, of myself. There he is in the flesh. And my Father that sent me, he beareth witness of me. Well, they couldn't see the Father. He's the invisible spirit. They didn't understand that Jesus is the Father of glory. They asked him, they asked Jesus, where is your Father? He said, if you had known me, even the same that I said you said unto you from the beginning, if you had known me, you would have known my Father. Why? Because Jesus is the Father revealed. God took up a permanent residence, tabernacled, a permanent dwelling, dwelling in Christ Jesus, the man forever, permanently forever, eternally, eternally world without end. So Jesus, when he said that, even the same that I said, where's your father? Even the same that I said to you from the beginning. From the beginning, what? From Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Mercy, Baral, he made Hosher, Mayim, Bayard, Ayards. He is that God. <laughs> I've said it to you from the beginning. Not from the beginning of this conversation. From the beginning of time, I've been telling you. And if you had known me, you'd have known my father. When you go on, Jesus words spake Jesus in the treasury, no man laid hands on him. Or his hour was not yet come. Moreover, he said, keep, keep carry it on. He's carrying on the same conversation with him. And said, I go my way, and whether I go, you cannot come. Those Pharisees said, Well, whether will he go? Will he kill himself? Remember, the question is, where's your father? Jesus stated in John 8, 24, just emphatically stated it, except you believe that I am he. Who? Who are you talking about? They're asking, where's your father? Except you believe that I am he, the father. You shall die in your sins. You can't get any plainer than that. 
John 8, 27, three verses later, this they understood not, that he spake to them of the Father. They still don't understand it today. But we've got to understand it for that sealing, that revelation sealing for us to be able to stand in the last days is only through Christ, by Christ, and in Christ, and that is the seal. There is none other. So let us hear from you. This Christ, this Christos, born in the city of David, Christ the Lord. Who's the Lord? The Lord Jehovah God Almighty. That spirit is Emmanuel. He's God with us. He is God manifest in the flesh. That was manifest in the flesh, 1 Timothy 3.16. He is a God that is still coming in the flesh, 1 John 4, verse 1 through 3. Confessing, we confess that Jesus Christ, that spirit, Christ in you, is still coming in the flesh. Is come is a present imperfect tense still coming. Anyone doesn't confess that? Spirit of Antichrist. Jesus stated that he fulfilled that law as a man. And then and only through as he fulfilled the law, the law states the high priest takes his office at age 30. Jesus couldn't begin his ministry until age 30. Why? Because he, God himself, is working only as a man to fulfill his own law. Not as a God man, as a man. Spirit is made of no reputation to work only as a man to fulfill that law. The law states that that high priest doesn't take his office till age 30. Numbers 4. Well, Jesus doesn't take his office till age 30. He's fulfilling his own law. His own human. And Jesus say, he will say in John 10, 30, I and my father are one. We're one in the self-same spirit. But the spirit is late and laid back, made of no reputation. Still, he is that spirit. That's the reason Jesus would say to them, I'm going to pray the Father send you another comforter, whom the world cannot receive because it saith him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, talking to his disciples. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And I said, okay, well, another's comforter is coming. I will not leave you comfortless, Jesus said. I will come to you. What? Yes, because he's going to back where he was before, glorified by the Father's own self. He laid off his glory to become a man. He's taken it all back and then sending his spirit. He proceeded from the Father, came into the world. Who came into the world? The Father did. That word, the Father, Word, and the Holy Ghost are one and the self-same spirit. The word was made flesh. That is the Father. Who's in you now? That spirit of Christ. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Galatians 4, 6. Well, is that a different spirit? No. Because in Ephesians 4, it says there's, there's one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, who is the father of us all. The Father, above all and in us all. Who? The Father. The Spirit of the Father is the same as Spirit as the Son. So if you're trying to beat this out and try to, well, this scripture says, and that one, and the Father and the Son, it seems like it's, they say the same, but it's different. It says the Father. They're the one in the self-same Spirit. The Father's invisible Spirit. 
the Son is that same invisible spirit revealed. Now we've got to have that sealing done now, which is Christ himself that will seal you. And it's through that word, through believing, through faith in his name, Jesus. And the servants of God were sealed in their foreheads, uh, 144,000. Thousands perfected glory. He wrote RMD, that is R, and the Greek alphabet, 100. M40D4, which is eastward, which is the work of the Holy Ghost. Not us. Nothing we can do. It's all by him, in him, and through Christ, in our obedience to him, that he seals us. And we've got to have that seal for these last days. If you have questions, be sure and call us. We'd love to hear from you. After Jesus fulfills the law as a man, he dies. On a cross. Perfect, spotless, blameless Lamb of God. What happens? The law had been a wall of partition, dividing God from all mankind. Jesus takes the ordinances, ordinances of that law and nails it to his cross thereby breaking down the middle wall of partition. Thereby making peace and of the twain, God and all mankind, making one new man. Man? Yeah, one new man. Well, is the Anthropos an Adam? What is it? I'll take a look at 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Tells you who this man is. That first Adam was made a a living soul. The second Adam was made a quickening spirit. Not spirit flesh, not spirit glorified, not spiritual, was made a quickening spirit. Not a God man, a quickening spirit. What's he made? Acts 2.36, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that same Jesus whom you crucified, that man, God, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, hath made him, the man, both Lord, Kyrios in the Greek, Jehovah Lord, God Almighty in the Hebrew, hath made him both Lord and Christ. Christ is that spirit. Made him Christ? Made him Lord? Yes. The man has been made a quickening spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, 45, Acts 2, 36. Who is he? 1 Timothy 6, 15 tells you. 15, 16. Jesus Christ, a blessed and only potentate, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God. The blessed and only potentate. This is a Jesus-only doctrine. Who only hath immortality. That's a Jesus only doctrine. Dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. You see in Revelation 3.21, Jesus said to him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne. We are overcomers. We get to sit with Jesus in his throne. What he accomplished for us and as the son of God, as a man. But where did you go, Jesus? Even as I overcame, where did you go? Even as I overcame and am set, S-E-T, a state of glory, always has been, always will be. 
forever settled in heaven. Even as I overcame and am set, S-E-T, down with my Father in his throne. Not to the right of it, not beside it, not around it, in it. He's made a quickening spirit. Well, somebody said, well, I thought the man Christ Jesus was on the right hand of God. The right hand is not car, a physical right hand, C-H-E-I-R. It is dexios, D-E-X-I-O-S, which is an elevation, a glorification, and a, a literal uh, raising up and elevated, not a physical right hand. It means all power. Who's all powerful? Well, Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18, coming out of the tomb, he said to his disciples, all power is given to me. Given to me? To the man, yes. All power in heaven and in earth is given to me. That did not leave the Father powerless. Let's get the true Christ. God is sealing those now that will receive his word and truth. Not a denominal word. Not a watered down. Not a diluted word. But the pure word of God. You have questions, let us hear from you. Friend, we have our gift offer this month, gift offer 1001, which is eight DVDs in the Jesus Only Doctrine of Christ, which is essential for sealing going from babies to little children, that to overcomers, and then final fathers, having their father's name written in their foreheads. I think you'll find it a blessing to you. Eight DVDs, well over two hours teaching on each DVD on the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now you can get this right to me, Dennis Beard at Post Office Box 2906 Longview, Texas. Zip code says 75606. That's Dennis Beard Post Office Box 2906 Longview, Texas. Zip code 75606 R. Visit our website, dennisbeard.org or sealinggodspeople.org. Request your copy, eight DVDs, on the revelation of Jesus Christ. Mention offer 1001. That's 1001 for your gift of $100 or more, and we'll get it right out to you. Again, that's the revelation of Jesus Christ, eight DVDs, over two hours teaching on each separate DVD of eight DVDs over 16 hours of teaching. Therefore, normally a gift of 160, you can have it, or gift offer for this month, gift offer 1001-1001, request the revelation of Jesus Christ for your gift of $100 or more right there at Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606, or the website, dentispirit.org, or sealinggodspeople.org. I know it'll be a blessing to you. Until the next time, Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.